welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast. That's tangents, one word, as in a completely different line of thought or action. We apologize up front if you came here looking for information about George Hamilton and friends. Anyway, I'm Jason. And I'm KJ. And in this episode, we catch you up with the very latest on our internet and insurance issues. And we'll discuss where in the world did KJ go this week as we conclude our week in review. Then, find out if we have a guest when we play Do We Have a Guest? In our next segment, we'll cover more word pronunciations. Determine if Jason really deserves the title of OFG, Coke Connoisseur, or even Young Fizzy. Or if he's just a straight-up high-fructose fraud. Plus another fantasy football deep-dive segment with our expert analyst Robert Bird and special guest, the commissioner of our Little's League. We'll finish up with feedback and, of course, more Amazon reviews. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Hey, speaking of tangents, I worked outside all day in the sun yesterday, and then I held the door open for someone. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happen. The things that happen. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. And speaking of things that happened this week, uh-huh. I know people are wondering, is KJ still recording from an undisclosed location with Kitty on her lap <laughs> because her internet is still not working? <laughs> well, the answer is No. I've actually returned to my previously undisclosed location with a fully functional internet. Awesome. Yeah, and I want to thank John Miller at on, on Twitter at JKM563. He tweeted us, checkhughesnet.com, and then he gave the phone number, 1-877-763-8276. That's actually the company I was thinking about when I mentioned the commercial where people mm-hmm. are happily engaged in Skype video chats with their grandchildren, buffer free in the mountains of Colorado. Oh, is this the this is a satellite internet? This is the HughesNet in a commercial that I was picturing when I was talking about that last week. <laughs> yeah, I know. Huge smiles yeah. on their faces. Uh, but no, like almost immediately after this episode, the last episode dropped, my internet just started working again. Oh, so it's like most things in life. Once you start complaining about it, then it gets fixed. Absolutely. I mean, I never even had a chance to call Sprint Sprint back and boom, it magically returned. So I think the nice. moral of the story is just like Jen Babish tweeted us a few weeks back about putting the insurance company on blast mm-hmm. and then you get results. Yes, I agree. I All I needed to do was mention it on this podcast and now it's fixed. Awesome. Very cool. So speaking of insurance, um, any updates <laughs> with that? Yeah, I've got a few quick ones, actually. So you know about the health insurance stuff with all the cards and taking us off, and uh, we called in. They're like, well, you haven't been covered for the last you know year, and my son hadn't been covered for the last six months, all that business. Yes. Uh, if you haven't heard that, listen to any of our previous podcasts, and you'll hear me talk <laughs> about insurance. So this week, I had you know thought all that had been resolved and everything was fine, and we called them back the next day after some of that happened, and they were like, yeah, everybody's on, everybody's listed, got a different person you know, in customer service, and they looked up the record, and everything seemed fine. Well, a few days after that, Deanna got some cards in the mail, some new insurance cards. And I was like, 
oh, maybe they sent us new cards now with the updated stuff on there. Um, and here's the thing. I don't know why, but our insurance company, our health insurance company, seems to send us new cards in the mail about every six weeks. We've had them for almost nine months, ten months now. We literally get cards almost once a month. It's every month and a half we get new cards with like different information on it, and it's always the same number, like policy number and all that. But so I don't have any idea. And we've called and said, "Hey, you don't have to send us this anymore. What's going on?" And they were like, "Oh, you know, it's just a typical. It's the normal thing, the usual deal." And I'm like, "That seems wasteful." It's not so typical in this household. We don't we don't get but one card every year. Yeah, and that's that's what makes sense to me, and that's the way yeah. it's always been for me too. So I was very like, what is going on with this insurance company? But the last one we got, like I said about a week ago, it says at the top of the card, only the people listed on this card are insured, and only my wife's name is listed on the card. <laughs> I, oh, boy. I am... I don't even know anymore. Uh, we're actually considering, seriously now, considering moving to a different insurance company within the next month or so after after we do some research because this is, I, I don't even, I can't even, I can't even be mad about it anymore because now it's like, you know, they've done it so much that, I, what, what else can I do? Right. I, I just have to go to a different insurance company. Well, and, and speaking of that, yeah. uh, Sean Morrissey tweeted us. At Sean underscore Morrissey, and he uh-huh. said, Ted Radio, Invisibilia, and Mr. Tony must be taking a backseat to new podcast. Speaking of tangents, I switched insurance companies this week. Oh, nice. Yeah. I wonder, so I wonder if that had anything one. to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if it's the same company. Yeah. Well, I was, was going to say, I wonder if he had Edna and now he's moved. That's kind of like made him move to a different company. And believe me, I would completely understand if anybody did that. I, I don't know what to do. I I'm just gonna guess and hope we're covered when we show up. If you know if we have to go to the doctor, as far as the car insurance, nothing's changed with that. It's, the car still got the dent and the scratch in the side and the hole in the side of it. Um, okay. So still waiting on that. Deanna called them. I'm starting to believe she didn't want me to call them or get on the phone anymore after the last couple of evil incidents. Jeez, so she, I wonder she why. All, she makes all the calls from work now, where she works. Oh, she office. does. So you can't even yes. listen in. It can't be on speakerphone or anything. No, it's like I've been banned from talking to, to the insurance companies. Maybe she doesn't um, want to talk. She doesn't want you to talk about insurance on this podcast anymore. No, because she tells me the story still. She's like, in case you need something to talk about. And I'm like, well... <laughs> You know, it's of course. So actually, it's probably a good idea if I don't talk to him anymore because it, it just frustrates me. Um, but she called the car insurance, and she was on uh, trapped in this one of these labyrinth menus, like of the automated voice, mm-hmm. the robot voice saying, "You know, press this if you need this, press this." And she went through all the options and followed it. And she said, like three or four minutes later, after punching through all these things, and when they, the ones I really can't stand, are the ones that say "say yes" or "say no," because I'm like. I got a phone. Let me press the button. It's right. faster than having to having to because it's always say yes. And then you say yes. And they say, did you say yes? And you're like, yes. And they're like, thank you. One moment. Did yeah. you say yes? And it's just like, come on. We didn't understand you. And so just let me press the button. But anyway, so she goes through the menu. It takes about three or four minutes to go through the menu. And then the last option says, press this for this. And it doesn't give any other option. And so she presses it. And literally the thing comes back and says, we're sorry. We cannot help you at this time. Please hang up and call back later. Oh, gosh. I was like, are you kidding me? And even she got frustrated at uh, that. Uh, yeah, this is what happened with Sprint last week, where yeah, they said ridiculous. they were going to transfer us, and then they shoved us back to the beginning and start over. Yeah. It's crazy. So 
the next day she called back again because we need this. At some point, we got to get the car fixed. Yes. And she got somebody on the phone this time, and the guy said, oh, have you retained a lawyer? And she's like, for the car repair? And he's like, yeah, for this case. And she's like, no. And he said, oh, this case was closed based on a lawyer's uh, advice. What? And she was like, what? And he's like, oh, it's possible that the other party who the party at fault has obtained a lawyer and the lawyer has has said that this case should be closed. And my wife said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and the guy, the guy was like, yeah, I don't know. Let's just open it back up. I'll just open it back up. Wow. And which Just like that, huh? It, it amazed me that he just basically ignored all that and just opened it back up again. Yeah. And supposedly now it's okay. So what I'm totally expecting to happen now is we go get the car fixed and send it in and they'll be like, nope, this case has been closed for six months. What are you talking about? I, yeah. Yep. So who knows? Wow. The the never-ending <laughs> saga of the insurance. It really is never-ending. And believe me, I would love one day on this podcast to say, hey, all my insurance issues are completely solved. But I think that's just a pipe dream completely. I hope that day comes for you. I don't really know what else to say about that. So that's enough about insurance this week. What uh, Did you have anything else going on? I heard that you were playing in a golf tournament. You tweeted out. Is that what it was? Yeah, actually... Um, you know, a few, few weeks back when Rob joked, I think it was on Twitter that I, that I always seem to be on vacation. Yeah. Well, I think what we need to do now is just report on every trip I take or any activity I'm involved with. Oh, absolutely. And so September is chock full of activities for me. (laughs) (laughs) So last weekend, yes, somewhere in Wisconsin, I participated in a four person scramble tournament golf cool and it's it's a family event and it's the i think it's the was the 14th annual um Mm -hmm. memorial golf tournament for a close member of my in-laws family who died by suicide um it's the it's the fourth or fifth year that i've been doing it and it means a lot to their family to have all the support and have so many folks come every year yeah definitely and it's such it's such a good time it's the most fun tournament i've ever and i've continuously have played in i mean even it even if i've played in tournaments before this one's by far the most fun because most people aren't good golfers they're just there to support the family yeah and um the the person that puts it on does a great job you know we didn't win and frankly we're never gonna win but really everybody wins in this tournament so they have door prizes for everyone who plays and and then in addition to that, everyone gets, you know, when you're, in, I don't know if you've ever done a golf tournament, but you usually get some sort of prize or um, something just for paying the entry fee. So mm-hmm. sometimes that's a sleeve of golf balls or um, sometimes a, a golf towel or a t-shirt. Well, this year it was actually a can koozie. <laughs> oh, wow. So I thought about, um, you know, asking Michael, where did he get his good deal on can koozies, but... Um, so, and I brought my TK can koozie cause that travels with me wherever I go. And that's, nice. I think what you were referring to of that I tweeted out. Um, yeah. I saw the picture. Yeah. And so he does, he, he does a prize for everybody just for, um, entering. And then they have this huge table full of door prizes that all year long he goes to rummage sales or garage sales or yard sales, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he buys the, some of the are just crazy things. 
and and some are pretty pretty nice things. Um, one year there was like a used Evan Rude boat motor, um, <laughs> and just horrendous looking um, furniture. Uh, and sometimes it's really nice, like a nice Minnesota Vikings or Packers sweatshirt. So people scope this table out before the tournament starts, and what they do is they put uh, everybody's name in the hat, every mm-hmm. person involved. So this year I think it was about 75, 80 people. And everyone, so there's always at least the same amount of prizes as people participating. So if he, if he cool. draws your name first, you get to pick among, you know, it's nicer to get the first draw because you pick up a, out of the whole lot, you get the first pick. Right. So, um, so he does that. And then he also gives prizes to last place. So we're talking cash prizes here. He gives a last place cash prize. He gives a middle of the road prize and he gives the top three finishers a prize. And it's always just straight cash homie. Um, wow. So actually, we did win. We won the middle of the road. There was a three way tie for a middle of the road at plus one, which. That's pretty good. It, plus one is not bad at all. Well, plus one is okay when you're, but when you're playing with four people, you know, I think plus one is the best we've done. But the winners were at 10 under. So, you, like I say, they always bring in a ringer. That one team always brings in a ringer. But no. in the past, I've won a nice little end table that we use all the time next to our couch. Nice. And the previous year, I won a Snuggie. And people can... <laughs> and I'm not talking about... I don't know what your term for when they pull up the underwear is. <laughs> a wedgie. Wedgie, okay. I'm not talking about... I didn't win a wedgie. I want a Snuggie. That would be last place prize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everybody makes fun of these Snuggies, but they are warm. Yeah. But this year I got a really sweet lamp that is, it's a baseball lamp. Oh. And so there's a wooden base, but then the whole, what do they call the, what is it? The stem of the lamp, the pole, whatever makes <laughs> up the, the lamp before you get yeah. to this. That is all baseballs on t- glued on top of each other and then the lampshade is it's it's got stitching like a baseball stitching oh, cool. so it'll it'll fit perfectly in the baseball room that we have so that's where i was this weekend rob and you'll have to tune in next week to hear where i'm going this this weekend <laughs> i think it's pretty cool that the family gets together and basically sounds more like a uh, like a celebration of that person's life um, yes, that's exactly more what than it a, is. Like a sad event, and that I think that's great, and you know that's I think that's the way people should do it. Yeah, it's a big event in their family every year. They shop, like I said, they go, they they think about it all year long, and mm-hmm. um, it's just a really fun event. And it, you're exactly right; it they they turn something sad into something positive as best you can in that situation, and and just remember and celebrate his life. So yeah, it was it was really it was really fun, and cool. one of these years I'm going to get hit with bad weather but every year i've gone so far we've had really lovely weather so you can't you can't you can't beat minnesota's september weather when it's really good yeah, that, that picture you tweeted out of the can on the course on the golf court looked amazing the sky was awesome looking it was a really nice day and i believe i turned the the soda container so you couldn't see that it was diet pepsi and not diet coke i appreciate you doing that <laughs> yes <laughs> and speaking of pepsi and coke uh, mm-hmm. Last week we had quite a discussion about Coke. 
Yeah, so much and so that it made the podcast like over two hours. I enjoyed it. I hope other people did. Did we get any feedback about oh, that? We, we definitely did get some feedback about the, the two-hour and seven-minute podcast that we released <laughs> last week. Jen Babish, at JBab Sports Chick. She have not confirmed whether it's chick or chic, so I'm going to stick with chick. Ooh, I like All that. Right. Stick with chick. Um, <laughs> she said, wait, the new episode of Spe- Speaking of Tangents is two hours and seven minutes? KJ and Jason laugh out loud, getting carried away. Yeah. And then she tweeted. She she followed up with a couple more tweets. She said, Jason saying he wanted to read Amazon reviews at the one hour and 58 mark of a two plus hour podcast if, quote, we have time, unquote, priceless. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's glad somebody caught that. Yeah. And then she said, also, a two hour podcast provided me with three days worth of running material. Laugh out loud. Ah, cool. And then you responded by saying, it's great to see people get our specific brand of nonsense. Absolutely. Because that's basically what all this is anyway. (laughs) Yeah, two hours and seven minutes of it. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't think think this week's going to be that long. No, 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 no. Most weeks won't be that long. Uh, I think what we're shooting for is a little bit over an hour and, you know, normal podcast length. Yes. Oh, and speaking of, you know, talking about not having enough time, running out of time, um, I noticed that they're still doing that on Tony's show, even though he's on a podcast now. They they spend a considerable amount of time talking about their run out of time. Yes, and in fact, if you listen closely, I think you can hear Maureen, who's the new email screener. Um, She said something like, you have no time constraints. Yes, that's what I was, I heard that this week. (laughs) So, no, they don't have time constraints, but in their head, they still have time constraints because it's the same show, people. There you go. There you go. That's exactly right. Um, so do you have any, well, first of all, the, they continue to play your music on the show, which is on as a musical bumper. And we, I continue to be appreciative of that. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. And we've gotten feedback about that. So I think I want to read a little of, of oh, that. Okay. Cool. Mark V at home, same Twitter handle, said Jason, or he tweeted at Judofuse, Jason's Twitter handle. Love the music on at this show stinks this week. Hope they can. Cool. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, hope they continue to play your tunes. And then he said, "Play more on speaking of tangents." Hmm. And we might do that. We might, yes. And also, we can find your music where. Uh, SoundCloud. You can go to my Twitter account; it has the link. Uh, oh, does it? Okay, and it's also mm-hmm. on the link for our SoundCloud uh, page for speaking of tangents. Yes. Um. Okay, and then, so that was very nice of you, Mark. And then Todd yeah, Takei at Tooth Takei, T-A-K-E-I. This was really funny. I think, speaking of playing more of your music on our podcast, Todd Takei says, I think, speaking of tangents, needs to send at This Show Stinks a cease and desist since they're stealing <laughs> your theme song. <laughs> Which is funny, funny because... I think our intro and our outro are songs that they've played repeatedly on the TK show now. Yep. Um, and then you responded with, and I didn't know this story about John Fogarty, but you oh, yeah. you tweeted him back and said, I'm not Fogarty, not going to sue myself for copyright. Full use rights granted, love that they're using it. And I, for one, also say I'm very glad they're using it, and I'm very happy for you, Jason. Yeah, I'm it, I'm very honored. It's very cool. And I'm also glad to hear that they were playing other people's stuff, uh, that new people have been yes, sending they in, did. Uh, yep. this week. So that's that's great. I'm, I I still will say that I miss the old music just for the name the tune factor, name that tune factor that Tony and, and Gene would throw in. Um, 
but I understand why they're not doing that. And I, I believe at some point they'll, they might bring that up, but, uh, I'll leave it to them to tell what, say why. Um, but, uh, cause I don't honestly know hundred percent for sure. Um, but you know, it's, it's great to hear, um, a bunch of music from a bunch of different little. So, um, very thrilled that they're playing my stuff. Hope you know that we keep a rotation going in the next, you know, for the next few months of, of different stuff and just kind of get get anybody who has music that wants to get it in there, gets it in there. I think it'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they definitely have their reasons why they're not doing that. Um, but I think it's really great for them to be including, um, their listeners in the, in in the new, uh, in the new way that they're, they're doing so. So that's fabulous. Norma A. Mendoza, Ph.D., at Norma Mendoza, Ph.D., she, she um, tweeted, really enjoy Jason's music on the show. Great job. Um, which I think she actually Excellent. tweeted the Tony show with that, but we included it here because it's your music, so I feel like we can. Yeah, thanks, Norma. I appreciate that. And um, I also saw where Jerry tweeted something about it, that he loved the Atlanta versus L.A. discussion, which made me laugh again because that whole thing just... I love the whole concept of all of that, and it really, really makes me laugh. I do have to ask, how do you even sue yourself? What did John Fogarty do? Oh, that's actually a good, good question. I'm glad you mentioned. I'm glad you brought that up again. Um, what happened with Fogarty is um, when he was in CCR, obviously, you know, started that with him, his brother, and a couple other guys. You know, whenever it was, 60s or 70s, uh, he primarily wrote most of the songs and was credited as a songwriter. Um, but then when he left the band or whatever happened with that, um, in the seventies or eighties, I can't remember exactly when it was, um, his manager or the band manager kind of like took over the rights uh, of the music. And then Fogarty wrote some solo album. He wrote some songs for some solo albums after that happened, after the split. And the manager of that owned all the CCR music said, this sounds too much like CCR songs. I'm going to sue you. So the actual lawsuit was John Fogarty suing John Fogarty because he owned the copyrights on both sets of songs. Wow. His name was as listed as a songwriter. And it's just a ridiculous thing of, of course this new stuff is going to sound sort of like his old stuff. And I think he won and it was, you know, they they ruled in favor of him on all that. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but it's an interesting story to read, though. You can Google that and find it and get all the, a lot more details and probably the correct details than rather than I'm given now. But anyway, the, the gist of it is that he ended up, it was basically songwriter versus songwriter. It was Fogarty versus Fogarty in that case. Yeah. Copyright law is just crazy. Some of it. I mean, when you're suing yeah. yourself, it's obviously. <laughs> yes. And of course, like you said, it's going to sound like a little bit like him because it is him. <laughs> yeah. So other things that stood out to me um, from mm-hmm. this week's show, uh, Jason Lockenfora coming back for the first oh, time yeah. in uh, probably several years, right? Uh, it's been at least a year. I think he, I'm trying to say he was on maybe year before last, but I could be completely wrong. All that blends together. But yeah, been a while and he was great. He was great. He was funny. Uh, I've always liked Lockenfora, but you can kind of tell that he has his own podcast now. So he was awesome, and mm-hmm. Liz Clark coming back is—it's always a fabulous day when Liz Clark yes. is in studio or at the Undisclosed location or wherever. Yeah, she was great uh, in the in the football segment, the Redskins segment, and then what cracked me up was her in the background, her comments about "Is this real?" and "What are you talking about?" and laughing at the Ryan Lochte news story, which was great. I, 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 I love it that Tony gets into that stuff so much, and that like. 
it was you could hear the joy in his voice that the, that was the thing he wanted to talk about most that day. Yeah. So when they finally got to it in the middle of the show for the news segment, he was he was loving it, and yeah, Liz was great, and you know, of course, Liz, one of my personal favorites, near the very very top. After meeting her, you know, last year at the studio, it was just one of those things where she was just. She was just so nice and welcoming that, you know, just made me feel instantly at home. And so it was great. It, she is. I, I agree. I met her at the Jingle Fest and she could not have been nicer. And mm-hmm. she, if you remember, if you followed this at all during during the Olympics, she was just crushing Lochte for yes. the uh, incident that he was involved in. And you don't normally see her crushing anyone quite like that. And so to hear her say, is this real? She just couldn't believe it. And and Tony just, you could tell he was just grinning from ear to ear because he just loved it. Yeah, that was great. And then the only other thing that uh, stood out to me, it's not really from Tony's show, but tangentially from mm-hmm. Jerry's podcast episode that just dropped this week. I, I just have to give a shout out to Luke Overby with his um, live set. Um, when, oh, yes. when he did My Name Is Without Any Music and just whatever he was doing, beatboxing and, and uh, putting some bass lines in. That was yeah. fabulous. And I enjoyed I the I director's was... cut of Hamilton, too. Yeah, that was really cool. I I think I saw somebody on Twitter. I, can't, I wish I could I wish I should have written it down because I don't remember who it was, but said, because um, Luke mentioned something about after my unplug set that I did, he wanted to do something um Yes, he said he had to do something along those lines. He said even more unplugged-er, I think. Yeah, unplugged-er. Yeah, this made me laugh. <laughs> unplugged-er. Yeah. <laughs> do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. Oh. Okay. Just a quick programming note. We do hope to have some guests in the next several weeks, schedules permitting. They might even be names you recognize. Or not. I don't really know you, so I don't really know who you might know and who you might not know. But we hope you'll enjoy it either way. We also have a couple of recorded interviews that we hope to release as a bonus episode very, very soon. So be on the lookout for that. For now, enjoy this next segment of Pure Nonsense. So if you recall last week, Jason, we learned that you are the Coke connoisseur, the king yes. of caffeine, the high fructose, yes. highfalutin, young fizzy. Yes, absolutely. Well, now let's let's put your knowledge <laughs> to the test. Let's put let's put your Coke knowledge to the test and see how much you really know. Oh, this sounds like a quiz. Yes, this is a quiz. I'm all about it. Let's go. Let's and this do is it. a Coca-Cola quiz. Oh. And it's, um, you said you watch documentaries, and you say that you are the real Coke, the real dude, so... Young Fizzy don't let you down. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Who was the inventor of Coca-Cola? Jacob B. Pennington, Theodore Logan, John Pemberton, Bill S. Preston. First of all, two of those names are from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Theodore Logan and Bill S. Preston. Okay, so maybe this, even though this quiz is listed as very difficult, maybe if you have any type of knowledge of 90s movies, it's not that difficult. All right, well, give me the other two because I got, I got sidetracked. What was the other two names? Jacob Pennington and John Pemberton. Oh, those are close. I knew it was something similar to that. I'm going to say 
Pemberton. Okay, question two. In what object was Coca-Cola first made? A cooking bowl? A large copper bucket? Three-legged brass container? Or a 14-inch high glass container? You weren't kidding when you said difficult. Well, with the first question, Bill and Ted were in there. So <laughs> yeah, I, that was kind of a giveaway I, that those weren't the answers. I was thinking that maybe it wasn't as difficult as it seems. <laughs> but it's for someone that's watched the documentary, I think mm. it should be easy. Let me see. I'm going to say the copper bucket. Okay. Next question. How much caffeine does Coca-Cola contain per 12-ounce serving? Is it... You want... 50? Yeah, are there, are there, I, I, yeah, I would say like 58 milligrams, maybe something like that. Give me the... Give me the is there multiple choice? Yes, 48.3 milligrams, 38.7 milligrams, 34 milligrams, or 26.2 milligrams. And this is how, what size? 12 ounce. Oh, 12 ounce. Okay, you're throwing me off. I'm thinking 20. Um, let me do some math in my head. I'm going to say 26.2. Okay. Next question. What is used to add caffeine to Coca-Cola? The cola nut, the bark of the cola tree, grated coffee beans, or none of the above? None of the above. Does Coca-Cola contain cocaine, yes or no? Currently, no. Okay. At what ideal temperature should Coca-Cola be served? 38 degrees Fahrenheit, 40 degrees Fahrenheit, 42 degrees Fahrenheit, or 39 degrees Fahrenheit? 39. Okay. You sounded pretty confident in that one. I think it's 38 or 39. I could be totally wrong. For how much... Was the Coca-Cola company sold in 1919? Hmm. $25 million, $14 million, $32 million, or $10 million? 14 Who came up with the name Coca-Cola? Frederick H. Roberts, Frank M. Robinson, Francis T. Rogers, or Fabian C. Cola? Fabian C. Cola, that's really one of the answers. <laughs> yes. So I'm saying you're not going to pick Fabian, are you? Probably not. What's the other three? Frederick H. Roberts, Frank M. Robinson, Francis T. Rogers. I'll say C. Francis T. Rogers? Yeah, why not? Okay, we're almost done. Two questions left. What was the average amount of Coca-Cola bottles that were sold per day in 1886? 9, 15, 68, or 200? In 18-something? 1886. Wow. What's the next, not the highest one, but the next to highest one? What's that? 68. Yeah, why not? Last one. What was the first slogan used to describe Coca-Cola? Cool and satisfying. Very refreshing. It hits the spot. Delicious and refreshing. Delicious and refreshing. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Submit my answers. Here we go. This is terrible. Ooh. (laughs) You scored three out of ten. Hey, look at there. The aver- Does it tell you which ones you got right? Yeah, the average score for this quiz is four. Oh, so I'm below average. You're below average. That's pretty bad. So you got the slogan correct, uh, delicious and refreshing. Mm-hmm. The answer uh, about the number of Coke bottles sold per day in 1886 was nine. Wow. Frank M. Robinson was the gentleman who came up with the name Coca-Cola. And what I learned by researching this was that Frank M. Robinson had beautiful penmanship, and he also created the logo with the cursive writing. Oh, 
Okay. For how much was the Coca-Cola company sold in 1919? The answer was 14. You said 14 million. The answer was 25 million. Mm. You were also close on the the ideal temperature. That should be 40 degrees, and you said 39. Well, I'm always going to go one degree colder than whatever they recommend. Okay, so then you actually got that one right. We'll give that to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> correct, Coke and Coca-Cola does not contain caffeine. I mean, co- cocaine. Um, I believe it used to, though. It did used to, yes. Mm-hmm. What is used to add caffeine to, the, to Coca-Cola? None of the above is incorrect. The answer was the cola nut. Really? K-O-L-A, cola nut. I don't know if I believe that or not. We could dispute this quiz. It might be more I, I, trouble than it's worth. but I'm following a dispute against the person who made this quiz, yes. <laughs> How much caffeine <laughs> does it contain per 12-ounce serving? The answer was um, 34, and you said 26. Ah, uh, okay. So it's six. It's Yeah, okay. That makes sense. And the object that Coca-Cola was first made, a large copper bucket, was cr- incorrect, and the answer was three-legged brass container. I should have known that. that. That was too obscure not to be the right answer. And you did get the inventor of Coca-Cola after weeding out Bill and Ted. And you <laughs> then were down to 50-50, and John Pemberton was the correct answer. All right. See, I I think I should... I'm considering this a win because I recognize that they put tried to put Bill and Ted in there, into their y- quiz. Yes, I think that is a win. Um, <laughs> so, y- you know, you may not be a Coke... Connoisseur. I'm not a Coke historian. You're not a Coke historian, way. but you you definitely like your Coke, and oh, yes. a lot. Of, you are not alone in liking the Coke. We got quite a bit of feedback on the Coke. Cool. So I'm going to go to that now. So first of all, Frank Smith sent us an email, and with the subject line, "No, of course you're not obsessed," <laughs> and he and he addresses it, Jason, KJ, and them. I think he must be referring to the Cliffies. Our immense staff that works with us. Exactly. Thanks for all the hard work you two put in to give us such a great bunch of fun. Now to the point. Jason, I thought I would never find someone as obsessed about that wondrous beverage out of Atlanta as myself. I used to drink Coke morning, noon, and night. I don't drink coffee. Sorry, KJ. So I have to get my daily dose of caffeine from something other than an IV drip. But when I started to go with, quote, the woman I'm related to by marriage, unquote, she only drank Diet Coke and six exclamation points behind that. Hey, at least it wasn't Diet Pepsi. Exactly. Needless to say, this almost came to a reason not to stay with this woman. Fair point. But in a rare moment of clarity, I thought I'd try it to see if I could stand it. Well, after nearly 20 years, she's almost managed to get me to come over to her side of the street. Hmm. I'm glad that they've come out with Coke Zero as it almost tastes like the real deal. Love will make you do crazy things. Yeah. Almost made him drink Diet Coke. Almost. Thanks once again for the podcast, Frank Smith. Yes, I sign all my emails and texts too, which <laughs> I I think is great. Yes. And then he says, P.S. Jason, I know you prefer the glass option, but I wonder, glass bottle over fountain Coke? Question mark. Yeah, um, I, I would say that glass bottle because you, you're more likely to know what you're getting with the glass bottle, even though the quality can vary a little bit in the fountain. You're dependent upon the person who hooks it up and make sure they got the right mix of the syrup and the carbonated water. And I've been burned too much, even maybe if it's only like 20% of the time, 15% of the time, it's, I got to go with glass bottle in that case. Not that fountain is, fountain cokes are great, but you know, 
Yeah, we we still need to give you the Coke connoisseur title after that answer. <laughs> um, I know you didn't ask Frank, but I really love fountain soda pop Coke. I like I like fountain a lot. Oh, I'm, very good. Yeah, I, I I'm it. the one that goes into a gas station, and if that's a choice, that's what I'm getting. Like if I'm on the road or something, instead mm-hmm. of a glass bottle or aluminum or plastic. And then he says, a PPS, can you tell the difference between the normal glass bottle Coke and what is called Mexican Coke that is formulated with sugar instead of high fructose corn syrup? Oh, absolutely. That, no question about that. That's, that's the easiest one to, to, to tell the difference to me, for me anyway. Okay. Um, I don't think I could, but I, I rarely drink the Mexican Coke. Once in a while when I go visit my brother and family in Nashville, I'll get a Mexican mm-hmm. Coke. And I do find it delightful, but that could be that I just drink Diet Coke most of the time. So it could be that I just enjoy the sugar. Yeah, that extra sugar. Yeah, if you're used to the high fructose corn syrup and you get the sugar, it's to me anyway. It's a definite difference. And I, I used to be able to drink the Mexican cokes and the real sugar cokes, and that was it was fine. And I didn't. It was still different, but it was okay. And I've discovered lately that my taste has changed, and I don't even really like it that much anymore. Well, see, I, that's what the high fructose corn syrup does to you. Yes. It hooks oh, you in. I, absolutely. It's something addictive about it, that's for sure. And then he has a PPPS, which I don't know Uh-oh. if I've ever seen in an email. Me either. KJ, all caps here, like like he's kind of yelling. You can't tell the difference between Pepsi and Coke. And then he puts in parentheses, <laughs> Jason, how can you even work with someone so wrong? And so this has prompted me to... Um, I did say I can't tell the difference between Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi. I don't think mm-hmm. I said I can't tell the difference between Pepsi and Coke. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to conduct a blind taste test again between these nice. four beverages and, and see if I see if my taste buds have changed. So right now I'd say no, that I cannot tell the difference between Pepsi and Coke. You need to put the Mexican Coke in there too with the real sugar. Okay, I'll, put that, I'll add that see. in. And just go like to the grocery store down the, the Coke or the cola aisle or whatever and just pull off just several different things. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm going to do. So thanks, Frank. That, that, uh, that was funny. When, I, when we got that one, we, we giggled. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, John Miller says the best is a seven-ounce glass bottle of Coca-Cola. Yeah, I, I could lean that direction for sure because it's almost like the smaller bottles. It's, I don't know, maybe it's because it always leaves you wanting a little bit more or something like that, but uh, it, they are some of the... The best ones, I agree. So, what when you get your bottles daily? What? How, uh-huh. how many ounces is that? It's a twenty ounce plastic bottle. Wait a minute. When you go to the store and get a Coke every day, it's not a glass bottle. No, nah, it's not. I thought you were getting glass bottles. That's only a special treat, though. You can't. You can't. You know, live high all the time. Okay. You gotta, so you. <laughs> so you're taking a glass out of the cupboard and pouring it in. No, I'm drinking it out of the bottle. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Well, my whole opinion has changed on this. Yeah, well, I mean, that quiz failure and and, and that may, you know, you may strip the title from me. <laughs> uh, Jenny Robbins says, love the Coke discussion for her. And then she's talking about her grandmother, I think. She says, yeah. for her 96 years, she swore that the, uh, quote, Coca-Cola, unquote, in the six and a half bottle tasted completely different than the 10 ounce. So when I read I, this, yep. I thought... There is something to this. It's not just you, Jason. Yes, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, people who know the Coke, it's 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 all, it's not many of us, but those who really are into it, it's a definite difference. And I 
I don't know what to say other than, yeah, I know it sounds kind of strange, but it's it's the way it is. Well, you're not alone. It sounds like you're in pretty good company. So That is great to hear. And Thank you, Jenny. this is not about Coke, but this was a tweet that came after Jenny said this about her grand grandmother. Uh-huh. Um, Mike from Burke, Virginia said at, and his Twitter handle is at Burke, B-U-R-K-E-A-N, beer, B-E-E-R. Uh-huh. He says, my late father-in-law insisted that a red car ran better. I could see people believing that, and I could see that, you know, it's one of those things where if you believe it, it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was fun. So a lot of people were um, interested in the Coke discussion, and many people, it sounds like they are out there, these Coke connoisseurs. Yes. They're out there. Hopefully they'd score better on the quiz. Oh, <laughs> I'm never going to live this down, I can tell. <laughs> no. That was a tough quiz. I took it myself, and I fared just about as badly as you did. <laughs> well, that the average is 4 out of 10 makes me realize that that's that's a pretty tough quiz. Yeah. And the fact that it had two people from Bill, the two guys from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure makes me think that it might have been created by just some random person on the internet. Yeah, right. It could be. But I... I when you said that you've seen documentaries, I thought you'd know you'd know these answers. You must yeah, not have retained I, that information. No, I'm terrible at that kind of stuff. I can remember anything for about a week, but beyond that, I I'm like, what happened eight days ago? I don't even remember, you know, where I was and what was going on. So <laughs> I don't know if it's some sort of disorder or something. But seriously, if I have to play like, I could learn like thirty songs for like a show coming up, like a, a band gig that I'm going out to do mm-hmm. and knock them all out and have them d- but if I don't look at them again for another week I, I I couldn't even tell you what the names of them are much less how to play them so it's a, it's this weird compartmentalization in my brain of my memory where I can remember anything for as long as I need it but as soon as I don't need it anymore it's gone yeah I'm I, I can totally relate to that especially going back to college days for tests and stuff like that <laughs> yeah maybe that's what trained me to be like this yeah could be cramming for tests you know, I I feel so bad about how I did it that quiz. Is there any other like you haven't got anything else we could do? Find something real quick that we could do another quiz so that I, I was terrible at that. That was awful. Okay, yeah, sure. Let me see if I can find something here. Um, I got to redeem myself. All right, so here's one on um, which soda are you? All right. Why can I be Coke? Can I just pick? Can I just write in I'm Coke? I don't think so. Oh, okay. We're going to see if you actually are. Young fizzy. All right, you or send me the link and we'll Coke connoisseur. <laughs> you send me the link and we'll both do it. All right, that? I'll send it to you. All right, let's go. All right, so on the weekend you will typically find me a partying, b alone, probably catching up on my hobbies, c sleeping, d hanging out with friends, e working, f at the gym. I'm going to say probably working because that's what I typically end up doing on the weekend. Okay, I'm going to say, boy, that could do several, but um, I'll go with at the gym. All right. What is your favorite school subject? Art, history, math, English, recess, science. Look at that. They don't even have music in there. What's wrong with these people? I don't know. Um... I'm going to have to say science, I think. Science? Mm-hmm. Okay, I will go... Science would be up there for me, but I'm going to pick history just to be different. Okay. 
What's your favorite type of food? Mexican? Barbecue grill? Asian? Anything organic? Italian? Or Italian. Anything organic? Italian. Speaking of pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of pronunciation, yeah. something happened at, at work. One of my coworkers said a word that I'd never heard pronounced this way before. Okay. How do you pronounce I-N-U-N-D-A-T-E-D? Inundated? Is that right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, inundated, right? Inundated. Yeah, inundated. That's how I say it. She okay. said inundated. It's kind of well, like insurance, but she's not from the South. Wait a minute. I've never heard anybody inundated. Yeah, she said, oh, I'm just getting inundated. Like unpossible? Inundated? Yes. <laughs> that one I haven't heard. I, That's an interesting one. I'd never heard it either, and I immediately wrote it down because I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. That's cool. I love all these different pronunciations. Yeah, inundated. Inundated. So, so definitely, definitely, we want people to send those in, right? Definitely, send them in. Yeah, <laughs> and if we if we're pronouncing something else weird that sounds weird to you, definitely let us know because that that could always be fun too. Absolutely. All right. What's the next thing? What's the next thing in this quiz? What's your favorite type of food? Uh, I'm going to go barbecue grill. Um. Yeah. I'll go Asian. All right. What's your favorite movie genre? Romantic, comedy, drama, fantasy, horror, action. Um, I would say thriller, but then it's not on there. Like mystery kind of, but that's not on there. Uh, no. So I guess drama? I don't know. Yeah, I drama or action somewhere. Yeah. So I, of those out of I'll course. just choose action. I'm going to laugh if this makes us the same thing after picking different. Right. It's just random. <laughs> What's your favorite holiday? Halloween, Easter, 4th of July, Valentine's Day, Thanksgiving, or Christmas? Uh, Thanksgiving. Well, I'm going to choose Thanksgiving, too. The other ones were kind of, well, I could pick a couple, but this one's clear, so I'm choosing Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, where would you rather vacation? Somewhere modern, somewhere cold, somewhere beachy, somewhere deserty, somewhere foresty, somewhere cultural? As as opposed, you know, because none of those other places could be cultural. Yeah, I was about to say, I would say cultural. I like traveling through Europe and in other countries that I've been to that is, it's really cool places, but and seeing some awesome stuff. But all of those can be cultural, so that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm going to say beach because that, uh, whatever, that works. Okay, well, it's not cultural, I guess, but I would choose somewhere forestry, foresty. All right. Is, are, is foresty a word? No, it's not. And I don't think okay. deserty is either. Deserty. Just know that I did not write this quiz. Yeah. Then why didn't they say cultural E? I don't know. Maybe they figured <laughs> they, they figured that they one up. is a little too over the top. What's your favorite genre of music? Oh, boy. Classical, rock, pop, electronic, hip-hop, or country? Oh, there's not enough choices in here. Uh, trip hop is not listed on here. No. Um, Singer songwriter folk is not listed on here. Um, Americana is not listed on here. Yeah. Out of these, I'll let you pick first, and then I'll I'll, uh, I'll be sure to pick something different. I was going to base mine off of what you did. Okay, I'll <laughs> I'll choose country then out of these this right. list. I'm going to go probably. It's not pop for sure. It's hip hop or rock probably out of this group. I'll say hip hop. Okay. I think this is the last one. What's your All favorite right. season? Spring, autumn, summer, winter. I like them all. Me too. 
I'm probably going to say autumn because it's that time of the year. That's what I'm looking forward to now is it's about to change from summer. And that's so for right now, this second autumn. Okay. So I'll go a little differently. Um, because again, I could choose any of these and I'll choose spring because it's right around the time when the snow is melting. It's time to, you could start to get on the golf course. Baseball season's coming back. So I'll choose spring. Cool. Yeah, if you'd ask me in the wintertime, I would say spring. If you asked me in the spring, I'd say summer. If you asked me in the summer, obviously fall. So it's calculating the results. All right. What'd you get? Is yours done? I'm going to take a picture of what mine is because nobody's going to believe me. Shut up. You got Coke? Yep. That's hilarious. I don't know if I believe you. Who is young fizzy now, huh? <laughs> Who's the king of caffeine? Me. So you got Coke, huh? Yes, I got Coke. Absolutely. I'll take a picture of it and we'll tweet it out. All right. Sounds good. Um, what I, did you get? Well, like I would like to say that I didn't answer truthfully on some of them, but I got yeah, Dr. True. Pepper. And and I did. I do. I like diet Dr. Pepper. So I'm okay with that. Cool. I I would also say um, I would not. We're not going to name this quiz because I would not recommend taking it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't say like, here's some characteristics or here's why, you know, we picked this for you. It it could just be a random generator. It could but, hey, be, yep. The one thing in its favor, it knows me. Yes, it identified you as basically, you know, Coke connoisseur. So the OFG. Go. The title is back. The title I got the is belt back. back. Definitely back. <laughs> I'm absolutely glad we did that second quiz because at least I was able to redeem myself a little bit. Um, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Speaking of quizzes, we got some feedback from last week's quiz. John Miller said, he said, great episode, and he enjoyed the fantasy football with Rob Berg. And he said, and yes, I was screaming Huey Lewis in the news while listening. Keep it up. (laughs) Sports. I I just knew somebody was doing that because it was obvious that I was blowing it. But Well, hey, I wouldn't have known that either. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to guess that album straight up. There's no way. I might have gotten the other four, maybe. I I think I would have gotten Thriller and Purple Rain and possibly uh, uh, born in the USA. I might not have been able to guess Footloose, and that was the first one you guessed. And I don't think I would have come up with sports for that other, for that fifth album that was number one that year. Um, now, once I got sports, I probably would have guessed Hugh Lewis in the news. I was going to say, once they... I thought you did pretty good. Once they told you sports, I think you would have gotten it. Yeah. And then Adam Benson, at Benson underscore the comic, uh, replied to John Miller's, and he said, I agree, I laughed out loud to a few times when KJ was guessing the albums. Cool. So that's great. That's I'm glad you guys are laughing at us. Absolutely. That's, <laughs> we that's like part that. of the reason we do this. <laughs> Let's talk about Fantasy FB. Let's talk about a Littles League. Let's talk about all the good teams and the bad beats from last week. Let's talk about specs. Let's talk about stats. Let's talk about flex. Let's talk about fantasy football. All right. This week on the Speaking of Tangents Deep Dive Fantasy Football Extravaganza, we've got a special treat for you. Of course, with us is our special guest analyst, our resident analyst at this point, Mr. Robert Bird. What makes this a deep dive as opposed to just a dive? Because the rest of the podcast is so shallow. This is, I mean, it's like you're talking an inch of water versus three inches. And when you get to three, I mean, that's deep. You know what I'm saying? You guys go pretty deep on insurance, though. Well, that's more like breadth and not depth. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure. 
And not only that, that would be great enough for this week, but also we have a special guest with us this week, the commissioner of our Raju's Rejects Littles League, Mr. Patrick Moffitt. Hello there, everybody. Happy to join you. It's great to have you, man. Nice to have you guys. So, I'm still fostering so, some resentment for the Tyrell Williams uh, pickup. So okay. I will try to be civil with Patrick, oh. but I'm feeling frosty. I have to say, I was actually quite thrilled today to see your 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 angry tweet. That was good. I'm I'm glad that I'm that I'm getting at you early. So Tyrell Williams was the number one receiver that didn't get drafted. And I did not get him. He was my first waiver claim. But I did get Josh McCown, who was the only quarterback draft that wasn't drafted that I thought was worthy hmm. of being drafted. So he's now on my roster, and Bobby Three Sticks is already out. So I think he does have some value. So all you littles out there that need a backup quarterback, please come see me because I'm desperate for wide receiver depth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what about Terrell Pryor? I mean, he did pretty good this past week. Terrell Pryor has an expiration date, probably. (laughs) That's week five. More than likely. Yeah, and that's going to be trouble, too, with McCown, because I don't don't know that he... The one thing that Griffin can do is throw the deep ball. I'm not sure about McCown. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, yeah. Barnage was huge. The one thing Griffin can't do is slide, and that's... That's what it's come down to at this point. It's unbelievable. So I don't want to equate this to politics, but oh, no. something <laughs> seems... Hey, so, hey, Rob, this is yeah. why it's called Deep Dive. I guess that's true. Something <laughs> seems so obvious from the outside, and you wonder how these people make these kinds of mistakes. Hillary yeah. is so guarded that they've completely botched this pneumonia. Th- like, how do they run into this? How does she use the phrase basket of deplorables? How does she think that's going to benefit? They're not running out the clock. She's losing ground rapidly. But she's trying to hold on with the prevent defense just long enough because at some point Trump is – well, I mean, I I shouldn't say that because the stuff that he's done already should have wiped him off. Disqualified him, surely. Yeah, completely. But I think she's just trying to wait it out and trying to hang on, which, you know – and there's there's too the, much time left for that. She's got it. Yeah, she, it's yeah, it's, it's it has it's it's not been a good seventy two hours. No, and 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 you know, on the same token, Mr. Griffin, what does he not understand about his body type? Like I, I just I don't understand what, what he ran directly into him. He it, did. Yeah. Now he got shoved into him at the end, but but go down or get out of bounds. You're down by nineteen. You're not going to win. This yeah. this team obviously hopes. I mean, you. He signed a two year, twelve million dollar contract. I I think this injury seriously damages his ability to get. I mean, he's going to get a third contract, but he's 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 looking at being a career backup. I, I, yeah, exactly. Be able to I, I I can't imagine anybody bringing him back as a starter at this point because he's just shown no ability to to correct the one thing that continues no. to take him down. It's 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 amazing, really. Well, it's unbelievable. the one thing that go ahead. The one thing that I noticed uh, in the game that I saw him, and I hadn't, I don't remember exactly this coming up in games when he was playing with the Redskins. He seemed more defiant and like he had like more like swagger, for lack of a better term. Oh boy. And it was like seemed fake and put on. Everything and like about him was fake and put on. But it's like somebody transitioned his brand from subway spokesperson, all around good guy, to now being the villain almost. Like he was going after referees and like yelling at them, and he just the way he was approaching and looking at the other the players on the other team. It just he seemed like he took on a different character. It's like he's acting in a play, and it's right. 
he's playing the role of quarterback. And I think, you know, I actually heard, I heard, I think it was a Cleveland beat reporter say that, that I think he was feeling that he needed to show his toughness after all the previous injuries. And so, and so I'm I'm not sure that was part of it on that particular play, but, you know, I think going back to what you were just saying, Jason, I think you're right. I think his attitude is, you know, that he's got to be this kind of defiant. I don't know. It's just it seeing him go down in week one again. And it was just, yeah, it was almost upsetting yet at the same time, incredibly comical. Yeah, it seemed inevitable. Like it was the yeah. inevitable conclusion. Just like Adrian well, Foster. Yeah. Oh no. Here we go already. Well, going back to um Griffin's inability to slide, I think Liz Clark nailed that on the show this week when she said it's not that he can't learn how to slide. It's that he just won't change the type of play. he's not gonna change the type of player he is. Yeah, very so true. therefore he's prone to injury. And I believe we I had that. Oh, did you yeah, call this already, KJ? Well, I didn't say she he's did. going to get injured, but I just said he is one of those that's prone to injury because he will not slide, and he's one of those players that will not change the way they play. He's not going to be anything in the NFL, I think. No. He's done. He'll well, be I don't like know a about clipboard that. Have you Jesus. Seen, I mean, did, did you watch Case Keenum play? I don't like, – I, <laughs> That was awful. He. I just don't think he's going to do anything. I, I think that he's – He's going to always get hurt, or like Jason said, he's always going to try and prove himself, and it's going to be not good enough. Yeah, and, he, good, and he's obviously fragile. I mean, it's, 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 you know, the combination of not being able to slide, taking hits, and then all, you know, I mean, he, he, he's, not, he's not a big-bodied guy like some of these other quarterbacks, so just taking hits like that, he, he obviously can't hold up. It's just he's, if he's not going to learn, then he's going to break, and it's, it's, he's, he's, he's not going to last long. There are very few quarterbacks in the league that are um, that can be effective backup quarterbacks. Very few. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, Cleveland yeah. has one. You can't build a team around a guy who's not going to be able to play 16 games, but you can prepare him to be a backup, hoping well, but that honestly, you only need him for a But honestly, why would you even couple. want him as a backup if he if he's shown no ability to even play more than a, than one to two games at a time? Because, because he won't have helps. to. And if you want, if, I mean, if you want to have a contender, you have to have a competent backup. He definitely can play the position. He can't stay on the field. Right. But then we get to the big word in the NFL, which is distraction. Mm-hmm. And all his off-field stuff, isn't that too much of a distraction for someone to bring him in to maybe fill in for a game or two every now and then? I mean, It seems you, to me that it's it, tough. Look around at how Very teams true. I can't deny that. fall apart when their backup has to get in the game. They have almost no chance to win. This, the state of backup quarterback play is dreadful. Landry Jones is the backup in Pittsburgh. God help the Steelers, if Roethlisberger, I'm sorry, when Roethlisberger gets hurt, um, yeah. he'll probably miss a couple games this year. He always does. They yeah. have almost no chance to win. And now they they could run the ball, and luckily they have a great offensive line and two great uh, running backs. But you have to have a good uh, backup quarterback. You can't go in with just one to a season. And he can play backup. He can. He can play the position. He just can't stay on the field. Do you think he will do it though? Do you think he'll agree to that? Does he want to make four million dollars a year until he's thirty-eight? I mean, it's not a bad yeah. gig. I, yeah, I but going back to what was said earlier, though, there is there is there is an issue of pride here that might just be. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not sure that he can. I mean, I guess you're right. At, at some point, he he may he might be forced to make that decision. But and it might even be this year. But I, you know, it, I, I'm not sure he 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 could handle it. Well, he's probably the starter next year. I mean, Josh McCown is thirty-seven. I think. I think they're going to have the number one pick in the draft. It's either them or the Rams, and the Rams, you would think, likely won't be taking a quarterback. So. I don't know that I go that far yet, although it's de- – I mean, 
God, that, <laughs> they're pretty bad. That Monday night game. They I lost might. 29 to 10 to a God. team that, that shouldn't have done much. Uh, Philadelphia's got a good defense. They've got a great defensive line. They've got good linebackers. They've got some good DBs. I mean, they can put pressure on teams. Um, they're, oh boy, their wide receivers are rough. Ryan Matthews is a good running back, but their backups, you know, Sproles can still get a little bit done, but Kenyon Barner doesn't scare anyone. And Wendell Smallwood, I don't think that he's any great shakes. Not yet, anyways. Their wide receivers were disastrous. I mean, they, they traded for Doriel Green Beckham, who apparently, unfortunately for me, is seems to be a head case. And then they put him right in the yeah. starting lineup. And this he's guy been couldn't a head case crack since his second year of college. Yeah. Yeah, so speaking of college, the Rams look like a college team. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. That was, I, it, that was horrendous. That was as bad a, little, a game as I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Makes I'm me a little for nervous you, for Gurley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> who I listed as the best pick in the first round, and oh my God. Now, <laughs> I usually, whenever I have an opinion on a player, if they have a bad week one, that's the time to go get them, to see if you can get somebody to panic. Most of the time they won't because they still have the invested draft capital, and they don't mm. want to consider it a sunk cost yet. So they'll ride that out, hoping it's anomalous. If they have two results in a row that are substandard, now I think you've got them in a moment of weakness. And especially if they've lost their first two games and now they're starting to panic a little bit, that you might be able to pick somebody like that off. But you do have to make sure that you can rationalize or justify why their performance is so bad and why it could possibly get better. And that... That certainly will be the Rams' worst game of the year. I don't think anybody here doubts that. But the question I, is: I Is it going to get much better? They didn't even play a, what you. Well, they, they didn't play a team that you think, or, or going into the game anyway, was supposed to be very good. So they, they, they're in a tough division. That I, I don't know that that could. They, they could play worse games than that. I think. Which is well, really they might have worse results, about. but I don't think they can have worse performances. If you know what I mean. I mean, that, yeah, 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 that's, uh, on, yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. So going back to our league, what's the standout moment of the week? Basically, for me. I was shocked at how many points Claire Natola put up because I, the, the biggest reach in, in in the draft to me, well, it should, I shouldn't say the biggest reach, but it, it, certainly in the early rounds was her her taking Gronk at pick two. I, I really thought that was gonna just <laughs> I thought that was a bad signal that the draft was just gonna and he didn't totally even play. Awry. Yeah, exactly. No. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. I, I could I couldn't believe how well her team performed, and if she gets Gronk back fully healthy and looking at her roster, she could be far more dangerous than I anticipated early on. I agree with that. Okay, I thought, Rob, I thought you? Gronk was a reach, although he's clearly the best tight end. I mean, we we talked about that. If you and and only that, but he was going to go. Where did um, where was Carroll picking? Who did he pick in the first round? He was going to take him. I mean, certainly, the, the, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That was her only shot at Gronk. Is Gronk her favorite player? Oh well, they're both they're both Pats fans. So I, right. I, I so, knew that one of yeah yeah. So if he's like if he's her favorite player and she's a Patriots fan. And he's definitely worth a first-round pick in our league, although I would have put him um, towards the Jordy Nelson region. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have a big problem with it. I mean, that's, you know, she wants to root for him, and, and he should deliver. I mean, he definitely should be the best tight end. But that well, is shocking. Okay. He didn't even play, and, and she, oh, my and gosh, I, she's, got, had... she's got Keenan Allen as her second-round pick. Oh, did she oh. really? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that's right. You're looking, oh, wow. And she's yeah, still that's... crushed? She cried. She scored. She, she scored crushed. the second most points. She scored 122 points. Oh, she's the one that took wow. Spencer Ware. Yeah. So she's she's in she's in very good shape. I mean, I, the the thing with Gronk is is that I you know I just had no idea, and I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan as well, and I really was kind of unsure how Garoppolo would perform, and he looked so good. 
So, Rob, was there anything else uh, week one big moment that stood out to you, good or bad? Well, I was consumed with my loss to Brandon, and that that just <laughs> – I really couldn't focus on anything else. I didn't even know Claire had a good week. Uh, I didn't scroll down past my result because it was, <laughs> I was just so forlorn. <laughs> Uh, I was rooting for you hard in that Steelers game when I saw D'Angelo score that second I touchdown. I thought I was in. And like, oh, and that, it's going to happen. Brandon thought I was in, too, back because... And forth during that period yeah. was, so, was so good, yeah. Because yeah. he scored two late touchdowns, and I think he must have went and saw the score, and he's like, oh, no, because there was a tweet <laughs> yeah. in there somewhere uh, that he recognized that maybe this wasn't going to work for him. Uh, I just... Oh, Brandon. I mean, I anybody in the league... I Look, I said... In the. I think all three of us, the person we wanted to lose to the least was Spike. But the oh, second yeah. person beyond that would have been Brennan. And I just well, Rob, I let the league you, down. Were you around for any of the, the – you didn't play in the first season, correct? No, no. No, he won, though. Brendan, Brendan Steedberg, his, his, his posts on the message board throughout that season were, were – I don't even know how to describe it. Maybe somebody else can, can – yeah, can, can go about it. But it was it – was, he, he became so hateable so quickly that it was it – was, uh, in, in a wonderful way. It was incredibly entertaining. But at the same time, he was instantly the villain. It, it, yeah. it, it took no time. Nice. So he, he took like a WWE heel turn and he just went like full bore? It, it, at, like during the middle of week one, it was so quick, and and not, and then he just dug in his heels, and it got uglier and uglier throughout the season. And we almost, I almost had like, I mean, you know, I, get, I had to try to cut him off because it was just, <laughs> it was getting really? so out of balance. Oh, well, yeah, yeah he was working, he was working major blue, as they say. Oh my god! If yeah. I remember yeah. right, it was, it was. Oh, it was uh, deep blue. It was deep blue. Deep it was, blue. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah, exactly. It was. <laughs> Trent, it was, was Spike in the league at that time? Deep, at that yeah. point. Yes, yeah, Spike. Well, no, was, what, Spike was not. As far as I know, he wasn't in the league. Although, at, you know, I mean, who knows? Gary might have had him dra- draft from day one. I'm not sure. Here we go. Pivot. Jason, All right. Pivot. So, Patrick, you tweeted out this week that so much to discuss in the fantasy football segment may have to send you an audio follow up of some kind. And I thought, hey, what's better than that? Just come on the show and discuss things with Rob. So we're going to kind of get into a back and forth here, PTI style. If anybody watches PTI, uh, and KJ is going to ask some questions. I do not, but I've heard go it's good. It. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's it's similar to if you if you listen days that Wilbon's calls into the to the show to the right. You mean when I put it on now. double speed so I can get it over with? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're already taking the villain approach on this. That's good. That's I'm just being really? honest. I can't believe Rob doesn't listen to PTI. This is upsetting. Rob, this is for you to answer first. Okay. Raju's rejects is a 16 team division. This year, Patrick created power rankings. The top three team, teams in those power rankings won this week, but so did the 14th and 15th team, and those two teams actually won quite handily. Do you think these power ratings need to be completely thrown out, or are we jumping to conclusions entirely too early here? Power rankings are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> They're based on what ESPN, um, uh, the like, the fantasy. Everybody that that inputs rankings, you'll you'll see this whenever you do a draft in any format. When I was um, I was working with, oh God, I was Sean. I was working with Sean Morrissey on his draft, and afterwards he he took some screenshots of the rankings. All all they do is if a player that they rank highly gets passed over round after round, and you pick them off in a later round, they just consider it a value pick. It doesn't have anything to do with roster composition. That's all it is. So if everybody just took 
sequentially the players as they're listed, everybody would get the exact same grade. So to me, number one, they're meaningless because they're based on what other people think. Well, other people might be wrong. Your opinion might be more prescient than theirs. So I've played in, uh, there was a league that I was in. Now, we didn't do it this year, but the past four years, there was a league with uh, fantasy writers in it. And now I'm not tooting my own horn here, but I outperform most of them all four years. These are fantasy writers for fantasy sites. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm better or no more, but I did perform better than them. So these are the people that are making the rankings. So no, I trust myself and I don't go by anybody, uh, anybody else's rankings. However, a lot of this is matchup based. <laughs> so if you drafted a Raider or a Saint and then you look on the, the uh, schedule and you see who they're playing, or if you had a Lion or a Colt, I mean, you know the bad defenses. The Saints aren't going to be able to stop anybody. So just because a team won this week, they might have had good matchups. There might have been injuries. You might have had some bad luck. The game plan might have changed for your players because of circumstances. So you can't read anything into one week. Uh, yeah, I can respond Go. to that, in, in, I think, in a good way, because the, the power rankings that I posted on the on the site are actually just written by me. Um, they have nothing to do with anything. They, <laughs> oh, they were, I thought uh, those uh, were actual power rankings. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. I wrote those myself for the those week. Those were very I, funny, and they were very well written. So, I agree. I love that. <laughs> that's them. actually something that we've been doing in, in the long the league that I've been playing in for over a decade. One of us kind of every every few weeks we decide that you know somebody will just write some power rankings, and so that was actually just me uh, going off of the rosters that I saw. So I'm ha- happy that the, the top three were right, but like you said, cool. actually 15 and 16 won, and one of those was Jamie Julian kind of handing it to me. So. Um, as much as I would like to toot my own horn for getting the top three uh, right, I also got my butt whooped by uh, number 15. So, um, <laughs> But it was actually fun to hear Rob rail against power rankings because I actually agree with him. Mine were just a joke. So Todd Takei, owner of Death Star Radio, sent the following tweet to at us at Speak Tangents. I will take my lack of dap personally after his uh, at this year in Raju's Rejects, and he directed that at you, Robert. I think this tweet was probably in all likelihood composed after he got crushed by, is it P.O.E. Box 3274? Poe Box, that's great. Poe Box, yeah. Yeah. Owned by Jeffrey Cox and Willa Bridge. So currently, Patrick has Todd's team ranked number two in the power rankings. But Robert, you didn't seem too impressed with his draft, aside from his wide receiver picks. So is this week just a fluke, or do we need to fear Death Star Radio? Well, first, having played with Todd in, in three seasons now, he's actually, despite each season, I thought his roster was lacking certain things, but he's actually been, I believe, in the playoffs every year. Um, and, he, it, I, you know, he's got pieces that, to me, are going to be real trouble, especially Antonio Brown, because he just, I mean, judging from Monday night, he looks like he's just going to be the monster that everybody thought he was. But I can't believe Todd's saying that he didn't get enough dap. I mean, that's ridiculous. He's, he's number two in the rankings. He just didn't read them. He was too yeah. busy drinking beer. <laughs> uh, Rob, what do you think about him directing that at you? I, seriously, I, I, I told you before, he had the, my favorite pick of the second round. I, like, how much... How much do we have to kiss his ass before he's satisfied? <laughs> we said he had the best wide receivers. Not only that, I said he had the best player in the first round. I just couldn't give him the best pick because he had the first option. So, But he did take right. the best player. And I said he took he had the best pick of the second round. I, I, I don't understand. But going through his roster, look, I don't want to say this is dog shit, but <laughs> but he doesn't have a great roster. 
Okay, he won week one. All right, revel in it, enjoy it. It may not last, Todd. That's all I'm going to say. No. He not only won week one, he had the most points in, of all the teams. Okay, that, again, week one is week one. <laughs> your, your, your defense is not going to score two touchdowns every week, although the Vikings have a great defense. Mohamed Sanu, he's not going to play the Tampa Bay secondary every week, although I think that he could surprise, hopefully, especially if, if Julio's ankle is a serious problem, then they're just not going to ply him with 200 targets. And so it's possible that Snoo could have a bigger piece of the pie. And if Hardy doesn't jump up and take more of it, or if Coleman doesn't step up, or Hooper, um, that could be good. Alex Smith, he had a great week one. How often is that going to happen? Carson Palmer doesn't look right. Will Fuller is a rookie. Yeah, he had a big, long touchdown. He could do that a lot. I don't know that I would count on it. Um, I, I, think, I think Fuller actually looks really interesting after that first week because it, 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 the, the touchdown that he scored on was was one thing, but the rest of his catches, he showed impressive things, especially run after the catch. Um, I think he could be a good player, but the issue for Todd is, you know, going back to Sanu, I mean, Sanu got hurt as well. Did so, he? Yeah, he did. He, he, he has an ankle injury as well. I don't know how long they, that he's going to be out, but um, yeah, and, out? I, and I don't trust Jeremy Langford whatsoever. Jeremy Langford, I don't trust either. And Jeremy Hill, now I think Jeremy Hill can have a good season, but he's competing with Gio Bernard, and if they're going to pass a lot, and I don't know that that's going to be the case. Obviously, A.J. Green is just going to get hammered with targets, too. Eifert is out. Okay, I get it. And Jeremy Hill should be good for touchdowns. But he is touchdown dependent. He's not going to get 20 carries per game, more than likely. And, and those Entirely are top touchdown two running dependent. I think he only had 30 yards running, and, and the same thing with Bernard. I mean, yeah, so, they're just going to poach each other all season. Yeah. Right, exactly. And if Carson Palmer really is on a decline, Alex Smith is not, they're not going to be in shootouts all the time. I know he's gotten better over the years, but, and he's got Dak Prescott as his third quarterback. I mean, I, he, he had binary <laughs> reads. He was only reading half the field. He was going to, I read a really good analysis. They were talking about Witten and Cole Beasley and how they were getting the ball out quickly and how they were cutting the field in half. And uh, Des Bryant was uh, is probably, if you have Des Bryant and you can get out. Please excuse our technical difficulties. What the owners of this podcast would like you to know is that if Des Bryant is currently available for trade in your fantasy football league, go ahead and pick him up. Don't even give it a second of thought. Nothing to worry about. Especially if you're in the Littles Raju Rejects League. I mean, the likely handsome and very intelligent owner would probably give him away for, you know, a really good quarterback or maybe a running back. I mean, just don't even give it a second thought. It's a steal. And now we return you to our program already in progress. To sum up Todd's team, okay, he had a good Mm -hmm. week one. And in a 16-team league where you need three or four guys every week to jump up, yeah, anybody can do that because everybody's pretty thin. I'll give him that. However, I don't see a lot of depth, and he can't afford injuries. And apparently what Patrick said is one of his receivers is already hurt, and I don't love his quarterbacks. So we'll see. Okay, Todd, I hope you appreciate about the rooting against we did Todd. on your team. I like Todd. I, I Todd's am, a I'm Brewers fan. Totally you want to make it clear, my there's only one person in this league we're rooting against. was the Brewers. It was my favorite team, more than the Pirates. Cecil Cooper was my favorite player. I love them. The, the, <laughs> my favorite baseball team ever was the 1982 Brewers. So I'm not saying anything bad against them. I just, I, I'm going to need to see two more weeks out of Todd. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. okay. Well, Todd, let us know on Twitter what you think about that. And let us know if you need a tissue. Oh, my gosh. That's it. I'm burning him to the ground. I was kissing his butt about his receivers. I can't. Come on, man. We did Give say that he had a great. He had, he had awesome receivers. Yeah, I, I totally agree. 
We said nobody in the league could compete with his receivers. Do we have another question? Yeah. I'm, look, I'm just kidding with Todd. <laughs> Since we've completely blown the format off, let's just, let's just go to the next the question. The next question, we're going to play What's the Word? And Rob, you're okay. going to go first with this one. Right, I don't know what that is, but I'll try. You just make up a word that the best describes the situation. Okay, surreptitious. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that might actually apply. Here's the question. Okay. Uh, there, there are eight teams in each division. Right. There were only two victories in the fat and old division. This is well, there were only two losers in the bald and orange division, That's you being one of them. Right. This large disparity between divisions may lead some to say it's obvious that this year's winner will come out of the bald and orange division. These people are blank. Th- these people are morons. <laughs> <laughs> this is normally how you take advantage of people, okay? <sighs> what you need to look at, if you're, okay, let's say that you're going to invest in a stock. You don't look at what their stock price is doing. You look at the fundamentals and you see what the what the company is worth. Now you do need to to look down the road and see where where innovation is going and there are other factors. I'll give you that. Right. Amazon traded I mean, Amazon didn't have earnings for how many years? And then they were trading at some ridiculous price to earnings ratio. I think it's still ridiculous. It used to be yeah. I think 25 was a good PE ratio and and now it's acceptable if you're you know, in tech, I think it's acceptable to be like 60 to 90. Yeah. So, and I barely know anything about the stock market, but what I, <laughs> so but that doesn't matter. My job is to talk. And you asked why we, why we had called this the deep dive. So, right, right, right. So, so more on. how you take advantage of people is you get them to look at what, ha- you, you, you get them to look at what happened last week and like, oh, look at this little shiny object. And, and or last year, and then they just say, oh, yeah, this is what this is. This is what this is. This is how you trade. You, you sell high. It's recency bias right. is the term right. that that's, people are That's are one of them. And there are, there are variants of it depending on how you right. want to frame an argument. But th- there are certain players who they had bad first weeks and they're in bad situations, but they have good matchups in the second week. So yeah. as an example, um, one of them is Demarius Thomas. It's possible that he's just going to have a horrific year. However, they're playing the Colts this week. So would you trade Demarius Thomas now? No. You would wait until after he blew up against the Colts. And it's like, oh, okay, see, it was just one bad week. You trade him off, but you have to look at the fundamentals. What's going on here? The bottom line is you can't look at one week's results. It's just you have to look at matchups. So much of this is matchup dependent, but you draft for an entire season. So you're looking at 16 matchups plus skill sets. And there's a lot of factors you can't predict that will get in the way and impede certain results. It's just like with Des Bryant. He has a young quarterback, rookie quarterback, and probably the best bet is at some point to try to get out of that. Hey, guys and gals. We'd like to apologize yet again for another one of these pesky technical issues. It's just a coincidence, you know, that whenever they seem to be talking about Des Bryant, that this happens. Oh, by the way, have I mentioned how good a pickup Des Bryant would be for your fantasy football team? Especially in the Raju's Rejects Little League. There's no price too high. Just make an offer. Go for it. Be the best you can be. And now, back to our program. The word I would use is is something from the week's news, and I would say deplorables because I ha- I have to agree with Rob on this. Like it's just ridiculous to, to overreact to one week that quickly. It, it's I don't want to say it's completely meaningless to see what happens in week one because I think there are things you can glean from it. But at the same time, 
Now, the one thing I was actually happy to hear, because I had forgotten this, is that Rob is a Demarius Thomas owner. Oh, and you I bastard. believe that he has a hip injury, and, and uh, I, I, don't, I think that's going to be problematic for him because I, I, I'm already concerned about that team. Not that I don't have a little bit of confidence in Simeon, but I, I you know. He didn't look horrible. No, he didn't look horrible, but I, again, like I, I'm not sure where you drafted Thomas. Was it second round? Third round. Third round. Oh, well, that's 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 still a good pick. But I, you know, I have I have concerns about him at the, at the same time. I took Jordy in, in you know the second round, and I'm I have larger concerns about him. But going back to to the question, yeah, Brandon you, you can't Marshall. take anything from from week one. You can't take anything from week one. Oh, are, are you? Yes. Yeah, speaking of which, the we'll Brandon talk Marshall about that bet. later. I'm but, but good go, about keep, that. continue on your your point. No, that that's that's really all I have to say because generally I'm in agreement with you to 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 take anything. You can't take too much from week one. It's it's early. It's it's all matchups. See what happens in in two to three weeks, and then you can start to figure out what's going on with your roster. Think about it like that. When Bill Belichick, now most coaches will do some variation of this, but they don't do it as well as Belichick. Belichick looks at a team, and he specifically game plans that team. Every week. Every week. That That's why you could have... Uh, Jonas Gray run the ball 40 times against the Colts because they had no interior D and there's no way they're going to be able to stop it. Jo- think about that. Jonas Gray. Not LeGarrette Blunt, who's had a lot of success in the league and was a great college player. Jonas Gray, who you might not know, I believe, is in Jacksonville or Miami. And Is he even on a roster? And Yeah, he's still in the league. He's barely oh, on he a is. roster. Okay. He's at the I, bottom. I thought he got released from Miami last year and never came back. I thought he got he picked back like up in camp. an 18th century poet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He ran for 200 yards and four touchdowns because Belichick said they have no defensive tackles. They have no interior, uh, like, there was no interior play. They could just ram it right down their throat, which is exactly what they did. And just cram, 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 and then Brady to Gronk. Cram, 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 or whatever the, whoever was there. Mm -hmm. And so he'll do that very specifically every single, which is exactly what you should do. That's what a good coach would do. But there are variations of that. Every coach does it to an extent. So they see, who can we pick on? Where can we exploit a weakness in the defense? What are our strengths? How can we match them up perfectly? But anyway, the the point, I was actually targeting C.J. Anderson. K.J. stole C.J. Anderson out from under me. Alshon Jeffrey was the other guy. I was very wary of Demaryius Thomas, too. But at the time, you know, it was Brandon Cooks, Moncrief, Jeremy Macklin, Demaryius Thomas. And it, I was happy that I stole Moncrief from you because he seemed upset during the draft during yeah. at that point. Yeah, I was. I'm a big Moncrief guy. I've got. A, I had him on my dynasty team. I nurtured him for two years. All right, let's get to the next question. <laughs> so this is a who you got this week. So there's there's two matchups. Don't uh, don't call me girly versus Poe Box thirty two seventy four. So will this be an upset game or will Gurley go two and zero? Oh? Gurley is favored by eleven and a half points. Gurley is KJ, by the way. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite We're aware. Well aware and, of that. and yes, okay. yes, and and unfortunately, I, I think that there, I, that even despite what we just talked about and, and not overreacting to week one, you're talking about a, a team that I ranked the, that in my mind had the best roster going in, and a team that had the lowest points scored in the first week, which was Po Box. And I think they scored somewhere around forty points, forty five. That is correct, points. sir. It was, I mean, Ooh. despicably low. I mean, just like un- I I unfathomably bad. low. I mean, yeah, like I don't even understand how that's really possible because it, you know, well, first off, Adrian Peterson kind of failed him, but I mean, immediately I would have to say, KJ, I, I think you're in very good shape for week two. I actually know Jeff Cox quite well. 
he's a friend, but uh, he's he's going down in a in a really really bad way. And actually, it, you know, most of my friendships are based on insult. <laughs> so I would just say I actually hope that he just goes right into the tank. I can't <laughs> wait to send him down. It would be wonderful. Excellent. <laughs> so Rob, is your answer different? I think you're going to lose. Nice. Oh. Uh, Arizona's got a good defense. I know that's hard to believe considering that Belichick was able to go in there and beat them, but they have good defensive backs. I think that your quarterback could struggle and you also have the receiver, you have Evans. Um, it's possible that I I really worry about Denver's offense, even though C.J. Anderson looked really good. Um, but if they're going to do anything against Indianapolis, I'm guessing they're going to pass all over their ass and Mm -hmm. it's, it's possible he's got Sanders. Actually, I'm going to take this back. I'm going to walk this back because he's got Sammy Watkins and Russell Wilson. Both of them have serious injury problems for this week. I, I didn't, didn't like your that. matchups, but now that I look, hold on, let me see his bench. Um, Funches, West, McKinnon, James White, Perriman, Coates. All right, I'm going to give KJ the win here. Okay. <laughs> I I, th- I think it'll be another. 40 to 50 point loss. Wilson has um, an ankle sprain. I heard first that it was a high ankle sprain and that he wasn't going to play. And Sammy Watkins is possibly, uh, he may not play because he's got a short week and he might have problems all season. So, and I don't love Kyle Rudolph. And Jeff currently doesn't all. have a backup on his on his roster for QB. And I don't believe there's one available on the waiver wire. So I he, have made he, a trade yeah. offer to him today, oh, okay. to them. Um, maybe he, maybe they would be interested in, you know, Sam Bradford. <laughs> maybe. That seems <laughs> unlikely. I mean, really, what you want to do is load yourself up with Patriots or, or Vikings. Oh, I yeah, guess if that's the, yeah. Uh, Matt Jones, my God. You know what? I'm just going to, yeah. You, okay. you should be good. You don't have good matchups, but you should be, so, you should be fine. All right. Now, this is probably <laughs> going to be harder for you guys because this is the closest matchup. We just make things up, so it seems unlikely. It would be difficult. Okay, now, <laughs> Very true. so Rob, you go first. Marconi is pissed, so John Fitzpatrick's team. Disastrous. Versus, ha- versus Hannah's <laughs> sausage casing, Joe Arrow's team. Fitzpatrick is favored by only point one. So they're both... Wait a minute, Fitzpatrick is favored in that? I think so. They're, All right, what do we got They're here? both Phillip favored Rivers. to get... They're projected oh. to both get 88 points. Hmm. Matt Ryan against Oakland. Well, we saw how Oakland's defense did, although they could be better. Saints are really good. Uh, David Johnson, Woodhead. I think San Diego's offense gets worse, not better, with Allen out. Although I think Tyrell Williams will be effective. Um, Hilton, Denver's defense, that's not a good matchup. John Brown. What's going on with John Brown? Um, trouble. Someone. John Brown's in trouble. That 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 concussion thing. I, I think that could be season long. I'm, I'm worried about him. I I think he had one target, no catches, something like that. I, I, that concerns me. Um, Hilton. Well, I don't love those matchups. Abdullah Miller, good. Uh, Brandon Marshall, my guy. Jarvis Landry will catch a lot of passes. I think Bennett's week one was an anomaly. I think Bennett will be effective this year. Um, even with Gronk in, I think they're going to run a two tight end set most of the year. I don't love Crowder. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with John this week. All right, Patrick, what do you think? I'll go the opposite way. I, I would be even more confident in this if this was a PPR league because I think Danny Woodhead might see like 45 targets this week. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's insane. That team is like, I mean, they're, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I picked up Tyrell Williams in the hopes that he'll that he'll replace some of those Allen targets, but. Um, 
to me, David Johnson looked really good against the Patriots the other night, and I think he could have a, a monster game. I mean, I know Tampa Bay's run defense is supposed to be improved, and they, and they look pretty good the, the first week, but... Um, and this actually just helps my side bet against Rob regarding Brandon Marshall. Um, even though I, I escaped week one with a few more points uh, on that bet. All right, so you both need to clarify the bet because I'm not aware of the bet. Do you want to take this, Patrick? Well, no, you can explain the terms. It's it's a Brandon Marshall versus, versus Jordy Nelson bet. But. So uh, in our, uh, what was it, the second week, in our deep dive in the second week, we went over the draft and good mm-hmm. picks, bad right. picks. So I killed Patrick's selection of Nelson. Although I thought the the worst pick, we agreed, we all agreed it was Rogers, but we just couldn't go with quarterbacks every round. And I was going with Cam Newton in the right. second round, so I didn't want to go with Rogers mm-hmm. in the first. So I killed his Nelson pick specifically. Not that Nelson is is a bad draft pick at sixteen, but I had to pick somebody. They're all great players, and specifically, I love Brandon Marshall. So I said. Marshall was right there. In the podcast, I said Marshall was right there. I would have taken him easily over Jordy Nelson. I worry about this knee thing. Now he's got two bad knees. What's going on? You know, something's there. Something's going on. People are saying that Brandon Marshall's uh, better than Jordy Nelson. So people are saying, Patrick you know. hit me, I think, on Twitter <laughs> and started to smack talk me. So I said, let's make a wager. <laughs> so yep. he said, well, what do you want to bet? Well, I don't bet money. I don't believe him. I believe I started the wager, actually. Did you? Did you, did you say something? You challenged me, like, do you want to... What, I challenged immediately to a side bet because I was disgusted by what I heard on the podcast. Yes. Okay, that was it. And I said, well, I don't bet money. So I suggested the terms of, in the first round, this is next year, in next year's draft, whoever wins, the other person gives that person five options, and whoever won the bet gets to pick the, one of those five people for the first round selection. So in other so words, they're forced to take that person. It's, and, it's, 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 and they're forced it's, to take that person. So this year, when I was on the clock at 12, let me just look at the players. So I would have selected among a group of Le'Veon Bell, Lamar Miller. Oh, man, does this get ugly quick? <laughs> Jeez. Um, I, probably Marshall, maybe Doug Martin, and maybe Allen Robinson, I guess. And he would have gotten to pick and clearly would have taken Brandon Marshall of that. So Brandon Marshall would have been my 12th pick or the, my first pick, 12th in the first round. Okay. So that's the bet. And so early on in week one, I mean, I honestly, I have to, I have to say I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about Nelson. I, I, you know, he, the, the, the touchdown that he scored was kind of a garbage touchdown. It was just a busted play. And I think he only had 35 yards otherwise. So I'm a little bit worried about that pick, but at the time in the draft, I really didn't know where else to go. And I'm less concerned about the knee than Rob is. I, you know, I think especially in the last few years, ACL injuries, they've, they've obviously, they've improved. I'm fine. I'd be far more concerned about somebody like Alshon Dref- Jeffrey, who has had a history of, of soft tissue injuries that just keep recurring. So in my mind, the only reason I went away from Marshall is I don't expect Ryan Fitzpatrick to repeat what he did last year. And uh, he's a little bit older. So I, you know, I, I trust Aaron Rodgers to get Nelson the ball. And if he's healthy, then I think I'll, I'll win that bet. I would say two things about that. Number one, it's not that's not really the knee that bothers me about Nelson. It's the other knee that was bothering him at camp. So he's probably fine with the the ACL injury, but the other knee, I think he had tendonitis. That that bugs me. I'm not a fan of lingering injuries in August and taking a guy in the first round. Although this is a 16 round draft and it is tough. And I will say that probably. I don't know how many guys I would have had over him. I'd have Mike Evans over him. 
Um, I, I just looking down in the the second round, probably would have had Sammy Watkins over him, but Sammy Watkins is already hurt, and he could be you know the whole year. Amari Cooper. Yeah, I have no faith in Watkins to stay healthy. <laughs> please don't talk to me about Buffalo Bills offense. Please. <laughs> please, that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. That's only one of three of your quarterbacks. Quarterback. Yeah. Why True. are you playing Tyrod this week? I think it might be Bradford to the rescue this week. All right. Why he are you is, playing he, Dalton? The Steelers yeah, have, have one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Yeah, Jason, that's insane. You have to play Dalton. You can't. You can't go with Bradford. That Bradford is. is, is I know that that's the that, sentimental pick, and you want Bradford <laughs> to play. And there's probably part of you that says there's no way this can happen. But I hope Bradford is like the AFC or NFC MVP. Like somehow, yeah, I, don't turns around. Like him. <laughs> I don't even like him. I don't even. You guys him. laugh about even... Bradford, but I'm the one that has to watch that game. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I mean, Jason, honestly, what is your reasoning for not playing Dalton? I mean, Dalton has finished as a top five QB before. I mean, he doesn't granted, pay I'm, attention. I'm no, that's his rationale. Him, okay, he's a redhead. No, that's that's the problem. I agree, but my child's a redhead too, so I'm a little bit worried about really? that. Really? <laughs> so is one of my kids. <laughs> you know what? I'm a redhead. Well, are you, are you? on the inside? Wife. You are. <laughs> no, I'm a redhead. It's just gone. You don't have now. your. You don't have your hair dyed. No. Have you not seen the picture, the the evil Knievel riding, standing yeah, up on the motorcycle picture? Kid. That's not now. No, but I mean, I was born a redhead. I my hair. Do you have red hair turning. right now? No, my hair started started turning when I was in my mid thirties. Oh, oh, okay. Really, it does that all the way uh-huh. up until your mid thirties. Oh, happened yes. to my mom too. Wow, I didn't know that that hair could turn from red to blonde. And my brother is his his hair is more brownish now mine turns mine's lighter does all this make the podcast I it should know. it should mine went Possibly. from black to brown to red so i mean i have the red-headed spirit which i think patrick's referring to here you're fiery yeah and i think maybe that's what yeah. patrick's saying i think that's what he's yeah. saying yeah. let's just assume it i don't, I don't know what i'm saying I'm pretty i hear sure crickets I'm before we let you guys go is there anything else that you would like to sum up from this last week or anything about the season so far? i hate fantasy football I think we can all agree upon that. I I, th- I I really I think KJ is going to be dangerous long term. So I, I I'm not I'm not just I'm not just tooting your horn there, KJ. I'm I'm, I'm worried about your team. I, I you might be, you might be taking the the trophy from Jason at the end of the season. Well, I think which would be fine with me. Well, what, Rob, who'd you pick? Spike, didn't you? I chose you against Spike in the in the championship. Yep. Well, I would actually be okay with either of those because what I my main goal is to not have to ship it anywhere. I can just hand it to somebody at Jingle Fest <laughs> next year. The trophy looks pretty cool. Awesome. Were it only going to be Spike involved, I would say that that they that yeah that they might very well pull it off. But Gary Gary will just run that thing into the turf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got two. Last week we asked if people have questions for our resident expert Robert Berg. Well, Patrick's send... really good at fancy football, so I think that. He should get in line and answer these two. <laughs> All right. Well, our first question is from Brad Weiss. Oh, boy. Um, on the subject <laughs> of fantasy football, does the most recent DSM list fantasy football devotion as A, a clinically recognized form of addiction, B, a spectrum disorder like obsessive compulsive disorder, or C, a garden variety psychosis? I'll hang up and listen. Your pal, I'm gonna Brad. Go, I'm going to go with A. A, it's it's been my experience personally that it that it's a form of addiction. Yeah, it's something that makes me miserable that I can't get enough of. Uh, 
And and if I if you need an answer for me, I I hate to agree with Berg on anything, but I I totally agree. It's 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 really problematic. I mean, I'm 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 only you know two weeks into the season, and I'm already I yeah I'm 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 having a hard time. And uh, I was thirty seconds into the season, and I was like, "What are you doing, Rex Ryan? You're killing me." <laughs> yeah. The, the, there's nothing like an addiction that I mean, yeah, that, that you know something that just immediately gives you near like. You know, just angst that will maybe break you. Uh, you know, I mean, I, yeah, it's it's not a good thing. I'm I've already been ignoring a, a, a an eight week old, and it's that's 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 not good. <laughs> well, on not. that note, we'll do one more question, and that was from John Fitzpatrick, and then we'll wrap it up. So John okay. Fitzpatrick says, or the question from John Fitzpatrick is, if God is all powerful, can He make a rock so heavy, even He can't lift it? And then he puts in parentheses, okay, to be honest, it is George Carlin's ghost who is asking that question. Yeah, we'll jump into, into the philosophical end of things. I, 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 would, I, I would say that God is an all-encompassing thing, and any rock that he forms is already within him, so he's already lifted it. Hmm. I like that. That's interesting. That is not, that's not where I realized it's going to go. My thing is, if he is really God, then he knows, and we are not God, so we don't know. Ooh, okay, that's ooh. a good answer. That's so a, he definitely knows the a good answer, answer to the question you mean. Correct. So we may be incapable of answering, but we're if he incapable is really of God, so much. I mean, we've demonstrated <laughs> yeah, that for the true. last hour. We're incapable of having a conversation. <laughs> so what I would say is the most. So, so we're going to run a mathematical model here. The most likely scenario <laughs> is that the intelligence that does certainly course through the universe. I mean, there is, there is intelligence mm-hmm. in uh, microscopic life forms. There's intelligence, you could call it that, in a lot of people and animals <laughs> and trees. Um, physics is a form of, it, of universal intelligence. So, and there, there could be, I mean, it could be a Swiss cheese model of the multiverse, whereas we're just one universe in a multitude of uh, universes that don't overlap. There, mm-hmm. there are many different models of uh, the beginnings. and So let's put all that over to the side. So what I would say is the most likely outcome is that their Yahweh is mythological. That seems fair. And that the creator of the universe or the intelligence of the universe is simply the physical universe itself. So there are a lot of rocks floating through space that that intelligence created, in quotes. So I would say that God can create a rock that he cannot pick up. But that would mostly because of warped and curved space-time, which creates (laughs) the... God, what is it? The gravitational rolling of Correct. all the objects through the universe. So nobody is picking up anything or putting it anywhere. Correct. So you it's all relative. So you can't pick anything up. So God couldn't pick right. anything up. Because nothing is ever picked up. Because that's not the way it works. Right. Yeah. So there's a flaw in your question, huh? John. <laughs> or George Carlin's ghost. No, no, that's John's fault. <laughs> yeah, we blame this on John. And, I bought this entire I, thing on John. That river's pick now looks disastrous, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm just Tyrell Williams, Rob. Tyrell Williams. Just kidding. I like Tyrell Williams. If you want to trade him to me, I'd be happy to get in line. We'll see what happens. I'm going to give him a couple weeks. You need a quarterback. You don't know it, but you do. 
I've already I've already got trade offers out there. Okay. I've got a quarterback for you if you need one. <laughs> he doesn't need Sam Bradford. All right. Special thanks to our expert fantasy football analyst Robert Berg. You can follow him on Twitter at R3T2. And also to Commissioner Patrick Moffett. At Moffett Patrick. That's M-O-F-F-E-T-T-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. I hope you can write and spell. Great job out of both of you today. And shout out to all the redheads out there. This podcast does love you all. Especially if you're interested in trading for Des Bryant in fantasy football. If you'd like to give us feedback on this segment or anything else in this podcast for that matter, you can email us at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at SpeakTangents. Check us out on Instagram at SOTPod. That's S-O-T-P-O-D. Or become our friend on Facebook. Just search for Speaking of Tangents. It also says here that we have something called Snapchat, but I don't know what that is. You can find all of this info on our website at speakingoftangents.com. Now let's move into our final segment for this week, Feedback. Man, I thought this week would be shorter than that mega podcast super long thing last week. What are these people even doing? Do they think podcast stats go up if the show is longer? I mean, if we've learned anything from Tony Kornheiser's show, it's that podcasts have a time limit. It's ridiculous. What? What? What do you mean the mic's still on? So during last week's episode, we talked about your 80s hair. Or it might have been it might have been two episodes ago when we were talking about Stranger Things. And uh-huh. we were, you said you had some pictures of your 80s hair that kind of looked like Gene Raffio. And um, you sent that. You, you said you'd find it, and you did. And we tweeted it out, and we asked, you know, does this person, who is this person? Is it Gene Raffio? Is it Steve Harrington from Stranger Things? Or is it Jason Fuse? And we got some cool and interesting remarks because Steve Lipton at Mr. Lip5 and Luke Overby at Luke Overby, um, mostly Steve Lipton, though, went nuts on Photoshop and um, gave all kinds of Jason 80s hair memes. (laughs) And so we encourage you to check those out. And people were guessing Al Pacino and Robert De Niro and John Cusack. Uh, so we got a good laugh out of that, but it went on for quite a while. And I think at one point Steve tweeted something. I think he was, he tweeted you as the guy from the breakfast club and I must be annoying or something. So, but that didn't stop him. He just kept going. So I encourage you to check that out. That was a lot of fun. I should have seen that coming, but I didn't actually. I should have seen it coming too. I didn't (laughs) see it. I, I figured unless you're holding something in your hand that could be TK koozie, it'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, thanks, Steve and Luke. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was funny. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was very funny. I got a kick out of it. And then Jenny Robbins at Robbins underscore Jenny. She said, it's a treat every week to listen to you guys. It reminds me of conversations with good friends. Love it. Cool. And that was that was really nice, Jenny. Thanks. That was nice. Very nice to hear. Absolutely. Um, and then you replied to her at Judo Fuse. Said thanks. Great to hear. As it feels like we've been doing this for years and just accidentally hit record, and, yeah, and that's, it really does. That, it really does. It's that's true. Um, and then Jolene Wojcik. We got two tweets from her, different occasions, but um, this one 
she she's wondering how it is, Jason, that you've never made it to Nebraska. We do have more <laughs> than just Husker football. It's nothing against Nebraska. I mean, I love corn. <laughs> it's the first vegetable I think of when you start naming foods that start with C is corn. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, it's just one of those things that happened. Uh, well, like I said last time when we talked about this, I, I found it difficult to figure out how you miss that one state with all the interstate systems. But you, I can see it after you described it. Yeah, it's just traveling different. It's going south and just not going that far north and then starting out north and not going that far south. I'm, I'm going to get there one day. Someday, and and then she also said in a in a different on a different topic. She said, "I always listen to the credits at the end and chuckle every time," which makes me laugh. Absolutely, I enjoy the the credits very much. I enjoy putting those together. They always make me laugh too <laughs> with the, some of the stuff you come up with and, in there. And then for the "Do We Have a Guest" segment, uh-huh. Todd Takei tweeted us, and he wanted to know. So is Robert Berg not considered a guest? And then he hashtagged, do we have a guest? And Robert Berg then replied and said, yeah, what's up with that? Well, Rob is our fantasy football resident expert. So we may at some point actually have him on as a guest where he can talk about other things. You know, we'll interview him, whatever he wants to talk about. But for now, he's our resident expert. So not technically a guest. Yeah, he's not in the do we have a guest segment. We may someday have someone. Yes. Um, Maybe in the next few weeks. You never know. That's and right. definitely hope that we can interview Rob at some point as part of the guest segment. Yes. But we're very happy that someone noticed that. that dis- yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was funny. So, And then I'm going to butcher this last name. On Facebook, Tom Miskowick. Hope I got that right, Tom, but I probably yeah. didn't. You know how I am with pronunciation. So. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're reading these. And he said, um, love the podcast, and like a few others I listen to, it falls in the, quote, it stinks, quote, category. <laughs> Absolutely. We take that as a compliment. Yes. So that's all the feedback we have. Do we have any Amazon reviews this well, week? Well, you know, I have a few. We try to keep these related to things that are kind of in the general zone of Tony's show, things maybe he's mentioned or, or things that Littles would recognize as, hey, I remember when Tony talked about that. And I was thinking about it this week and thought, um, I remember the time when Tony questioned was Applebee's a restaurant? Yeah. So I just typed in Applebee's into Amazon <laughs> in the search bar. And the first few things that came up were gift cards. My first thought was that why are people reviewing gift cards? Because what are you, really, what do you have to say about that? Exactly. Uh, this gift card worked great. Yeah. And then I discovered... There are tons of reviews for these things. Not only Applebee's, but lots of really? other like restaurants and stores and all kinds of stuff. Yes, it's 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 its own like section of Amazon people reviewing gift cards. So I looked at a couple of Applebee's ones first, and this one uh, maybe you can help me with. Uh, it's it's five stars, and the title of the review is awesome, and it's a recent one. It's just from September twelfth of this year, oh, wow. and it says, "This is my jam. Awesome song." For a review of an Applebee's gift card. <laughs> Do these gift cards come like those uh, those Hallmark cards, the ones that you open up? Oh yeah, up and the start greeting cards. This, yeah, the greeting cards. Start playing a song. That's not listed as one of the features. So what is this few, dude talking about? <laughs> I have a few guesses about this. Okay. One, he he just picked the wrong thing accidentally and was thinking he was reviewing something else, which I've seen that happen before. Two, he 
likes a song in an Applebee's commercial since it's recent. I know they've had like, I don't know if it's ACDC or if it's an ACDC sound alike. I don't know if they've actually licensed one of their songs, but it sounds a lot like one of their songs, like in the background. Maybe he likes that song, and I'm like, dude, it's only like 20 seconds of it in that <laughs> in that commercial. You could go and like for 99 cents get the whole thing on iTunes. Yeah, or I'm unfamiliar um, with that commercial. I had seen it just recently, so during a football game. So I'm thinking it might be that. But my other thought, which knowing how a lot of these Amazon reviews go, is that this is possibly he's thinking it's Chili's. And he's oh. talking about that baby back ribs song. That could be. <laughs> and he's be mixed it. up the two restaurants. That, that know, is, that's probably it. The jam. You know, that's my jam. Did he say that's my jam? <laughs> that's my jam. All caps, jam. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought, I thought that one was pretty good. Well, my baby um, back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> Chili's baby back ribs. There you go. <laughs> So I thought that was pretty good. So I knew I had discovered the right topic for this show when I stumbled on that one. That was the first one I read. Yeah, that one's, this is my jam. Just come on. What are you talking about? Every time I read some of these reviews, I think these people have way too much time on their hands. But then I think about what am I doing right now? Yeah, we're actually reviewing their reviews. So So I can't really use that argument. No. (laughs) Uh, Here's one. Um. Enjoy my gift cards. And so far, all these have been five stars. Okay. This is one from uh, just less than a month ago. I am sorry I am late posting this review. (laughs) Which right there made me go, (laughs) do you have a deadline for Amazon reviews you have to write? Who is she apologizing to? Is she apologizing to us? Is she apologizing to the restaurant, to to Amazon? What is she talking about? Maybe she's one of these paid reviewers. And she's not supposed to reveal that she has a deadline, but she... She accidentally did, maybe? she's telling her employers, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm late. Uh, Oh, just cut that part out. It's like reading the stage directions again. Yeah. (laughs) But the rest of the review makes me think maybe that's not the case. Oh, okay. So it starts out, I'm sorry I'm late posting this review. I'm having so much fun ordering these cards and receiving them. (laughs) Which I... I, okay, I guess. We all like enjoy to get giving things them out. in the mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I enjoy giving them out on many occasions. By the way, they're very quick, too. And I'm like, <laughs> does she mean they get, she receives them quickly? What is she talking about? <laughs> yeah, that, oh my goodness. They get me right, every here, time. Here's one for a Subway one. You got oh, a couple more short Subway ones Subway gift card. Subway, which we know a lot about the Subway gift card. Yes, we do. And this is four stars, so, you know. Not going to quite give it five. It's four stars. Four stars, okay. But the title of it is Can't Go Wrong. A discount would be nice. <laughs> Daughter loved receiving this. One moment I'm handing her this card. Next moment there's a blur and I'm standing all alone in the living room. <laughs> I wish somebody would give me a Subway gift card. If I had paid $20 to $22.50 then I would have given this five stars. What does that mean? I don't. (laughs) It's a $25 gift card. It's what? So This just seems so forlorn and so like, I gave her the gift card and she left and now I'm all alone and nobody gives me any gift cards. It's like, come on, man, cheer up. It's a $25 gift card to Subway. (laughs) Cheer up. It's not the end of the world. Cheer up. I like that. (laughs) 
All right, now we're down to the one-star reviews. Oh, okay. Uh, and this was a short one. One star is the title of the review, so that's, you know, descriptive. Yeah, you know what you're getting. Yeah, and the entire body of the review is, we lost it so we couldn't use it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how is, how is that the fault of the gift card of the restaurant? What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come on. That's, oh, my goodness. We lost it, so oh, let's go write a one-star review. I lost it. <laughs> And finally, here's some ones for uh, an Applebee's app. Okay. That are like an app that you can download on your phone or whatever, and you can it every now and then they give coupon offers. I've never used these things before, but I'm assuming it's a time thing, and you can print out the coupons or whatever. And it's clearly at the top of this app says Applebee's free coupons promo codes. This person rated it one star. The very first number one helpful review says these coupons are for Applebee's, not Walmart. Is the title, and I'm like, well, it says in the actual thing, it's for Applebee's. And the review says, I really can't review 40% off coupons promo codes for Walmart because when I opened this app, it was 40% off coupons promo codes for Applebee's. That might be okay if there was an Applebee's within 50 miles of where I live. I assume this was an error. Well, there's an error in here. Yeah. Yeah. And I hopefully will be corrected soon. Yeah. I still plan to download this app. <laughs> Even though there's no Applebee's 50 miles, yes, 50 miles of him? There's so much wrong with this. I can't, <laughs> I can't wrap my brain around. It's like, I, this is like inception levels of what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, that's all over the board. Yeah. Wow. And here's one more, last one in under the app. Same app. Two stars. App is okay is the title, and the entire body is deleted app right away. <laughs> so, I, I mean... That's interesting that he got... He he gave him two stars, and then he deleted it right away. I deleted it right away. It's okay. It's okay. I gave him two stars. I deleted it right away. What? Do, is that something people do? Like, they just download apps without kind of looking at what's in the app? I think so. I think it's a lot of times I've known people who were just like, hey, it's a free app. It's in the top, you know, top of the charts. I'm going to download it. I don't, it may not be something I'm even interested in. I'm not even going to take a second to look at what it's about, but I'm going to download it and I'm going to, I'm going to open it up and launch it. And I, I don't understand that personally because I'm like, it's not really free if you're having to take the time to mess with it. Just, Search out what you need specifically, and I mean the iTunes Store and the Android and stuff like that, and the Google Store or the um, the Amazon stuff for the Kindle. It's not the greatest curated set of stuff, but you can the the search tools allow you to go in there and find you know specifically what you're looking for most of the time. You don't just have to go. Well, let me download the top ten and just see what happens. Yeah, I know that I I can't just start downloading apps because I have I'm one of those people that never deletes photos on my phone, so I have no room. So I oh. have to really search for if I'm going to download something, I need to delete five photos before I can do it. You have to be very picky about what you exactly. What goes on your phone. Yep. Yeah. Jason. Yes. This literally <laughs> this tweet literally just came in what right now while we're doing this. Oh, breaking news. Breaking, breaking tweets. news. Ed Butt at EDB1947 in response to Jolene Wojcik saying that she can't believe you didn't come to Nebraska. Come on, mm-hmm. man. There's more in Nebraska. He tweets, yes, Omaha Steaks and the Great Platte River Archway. 
And then Jolene replies, true, and Cretan basketball, college world series, Olympic swim trials, not just corn. <laughs> and then she puts in a corn emoji. How did they know we were talking about this? They haven't heard it yet. I know. <laughs> it's inception level stuff right here. We're all over the place. I don't, is this even an episode? Are we recording or is this... <laughs> Am I imagining all this? What are we doing? Not just corn. <laughs> Not just corn. And I realized that when I was reading this tweet, I said Cretan. What is it? Is it Cretan or Creighton? It's Creighton. But Cretan is so, Phil's mom's. That's why I oh, say it yeah. that way. So it's it's another pronunciation thing. Uh-huh. We I, have, I did we have created the snake eating its own tail exactly. in this podcast. I call it Cretan because I wrote a jingle once called Phil's Mom, and I used Cretan in there. Nice. And now I don't say, I'm quite certain it's actually Cretan, not Cretan. Yeah, that's if I, if I was going to say it, if I was just reading it, I would say Cretan. Yeah, I said Cretan because I roll with Phil's Mom. So the first breaking news tweet on our podcast, and it was a good one. It was very good. Yeah. Now, Do you have anything else for this week? No, it was not only breaking news, but it was like telepathy. It was prescient, yes. Uh-huh. Which could be another word for pronunciations, because I've heard people say that word different ways. Prescient? Like how? Prescient? Prescient? Prescient. Prescient. Oh, oh, okay. I've yeah. only ever heard prescient. No, I don't have anything else, um, and it's going to be less than two hours, folks. If you've, if you've gotten to this point in listening then you know it's less than two hours. That's true. So another prescient moment. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I'll see you later. Bye. We are stupid. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of tangents, it's hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Directed by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Produced by Jason Fuse. Production assistant KJ Onstead. Costume design by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Lighting coordinators are Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Speaking of lighting, I've made the switch from the traditional and even the CFL light bulb to an LED, but I still cannot for the life of me decide which kind I like better, warm white or cool white. Special consultants for guest acquisitions are SCGA or KJ Onset and Jason Fuse. Research coordinators are, I don't know, I'll have to get back to you on that. Graphics by Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. I love snow peas, and I love you.